0: Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. Today my guest is Ronan Leonard, also known as the Mastermind Guy. He loves seeing the benefits that mastermind groups have on both the instructors and participants. And he's helped hundreds of business owners increase authority, revenue and expertise. In our conversation, he shared the insight that made him change direction in his business and what it really took to make the transition. He also explains what he means when he talks about ROI, it's not what you might think, and why running a mastermind group is worth considering if you want to grow your business. To quote Ronan, there is no secret. There's just stuff you don't know yet. Enjoy the episode. And as always, if you like it, don't forget to subscribe. Hello and welcome Ronan Leonard, who's my guest today from lovely Melbourne. Hello, nice to have you. you. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: So... Why don't we just dive straight in? Let us know. I've already given away where you're based, but um, let us know where you're from, where you are, and, and what's your business? What do you do? Well, I'm, originally,
1: I'm originally from the UK, but I spent almost a decade traveling the world on cruise ships and living in mm-hmm. India. And then I met my lovely wife, who's Australian, and I came to Australia. Mm-hmm. After a year or so, I decided that I'd, I really didn't want to just work for anybody else, so I started an events business which I ran for almost 13 years. And then about four years ago, I got into my very first mastermind and this light bulb moment went off for me and I, this is what I should be doing. So it took me a little while to exit my event business, but I sold that last year and I've been focusing ever since full-time 100% on masterminds. So that's a very short summary of, of my journey.
0: Well, that's, very, that's a very racy journey, that. Um, there's so much in there that we can, we can dive dive into. So, the first thing that sparked my curiosity, what was that insight that let you know this is what I want to do to change to 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 mastermind? What was it that you thought not just be part of one, but to actually change the direction of your own business?
1: Well, for the 13, 14 years or so that I ran my events business, I pretty much lived in this bubble of it was just me, and I'd come home and I'd unload to my wife and you know what it's like as a small business owner. It can be really tough. It's really isolating, really lonely, and you kind of get to that point where you just go, well, "I don't know what I don't know." So, the very first time I was in a mastermind, this, as I said, this this, where this light bulb moment went off when this is amazing. There are other people that have got different viewpoints, different ideas. There's the, the facilitator is this amazing person that can. Can not only just impart their knowledge, and it, masterminds aren't just about that. They're about using everybody's collective knowledge and experience and help to lift up the whole group. And that was just something I'd never ever had in my whole time of business. So it was just, it was just an amazing feeling for me. And I just went, I need to know more about this, and I just went down this rabbit hole of, of just getting more and more immersed in it. And I, you talk about passion, I call it more of an obsession than passion. But
0: oh, I love that. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that it just it just felt right to
0: me. Yeah. So and and how did you go about sort of that that shift? You know, there be were there clients that you already like your first clients for the new business, did they come out of the people you already knew or what was that transition like?
1: The transition was really tough because I'm gonna to be totally honest with you, it, it's a completely different skill set. It's Although I thought, okay, yeah, I've got this business acumen. I know what it takes to, to run a business. This is just something completely different, partly because it's more about relationships than a and transactional business. So there was a whole, there's a whole different skill set, completely different skill set. Although in my events business, I would sometimes get up on stage or speak to 100, 200 people at the start of the night about my, the event, this is how it's going to work. Then it was different to facilitating and guiding people and... And pulling out their genius at stages and the accountability, so it was it was a very, for me, difficult trans um, transference of, of skills. Like I said, a lot of the skills that I that I had for my initial business just weren't transferable to this new
0: one. So it's been a tough learning learning curve. Yeah. So what and what was what was sort of the the, the breakthrough then? The where how did it? sort of what did you learn that helped you then sort of, okay, I, I'm getting the hang of this, this is, so what did you do?
1: you to be honest, there are no sort of seven secrets, there are no three easy steps. You've really just got to kind of immerse yourself, figure out, have, a, have enough of a small enough ego to know what you don't know, find other people that do, that can help you, support you, that you can read more, you can learn more. So it's a continuous journey of, of trying to get better and better and saying, okay, well, I'm still not there yet. What else is it? What else is there? And to be honest, if you really want to be a great business owner, and you've got to do that for the rest of your business life. You're never going to stop and go, hey, I'm done now. You know, I earn a quarter of a million or a million dollars a year. Whatever it is, you always need to be learning because otherwise you stand still, you just
0: get run over. And it's the fun part. I always I always thought... I. Like, for me, the worst thing in any, whatever I do, whether it's, you know, my own business or a or, or job or working for somebody else, like that sense that there's nothing more to learn for me, that's like, you know, <laughs> I must get out of here. I think it's the learning part, the continuous. I mean, not so much like the sense that there needs to be something improved, but that evolution, that constant unfolding. I think that's what it's all about, isn't it?
1: I think it is. And I think that's what really separates most entrepreneurs from, and and I don't actually like to label myself as an entrepreneur. I've only started three or four businesses. So to me, I I don't really never consider myself an entrepreneur per se, but for certainly somebody that wants to leave the sort of corporate world of the safe environment, you get a paycheck each week, each month versus trying to to generate your own income. It's not necessarily about how smart you are. It's not necessarily about the, the best ideas. It's that that perseverance and that willingness to continue to learn and, and evolve is is the key thing to to, to me. I, I saw on Facebook last week someone said, "Oh, what do you need to to be successful as, in in as, in business?" And there was twenty six different answers. Everyone had a different different view on it. So there is no one silver bullet, but the, the, either the, the perseverance or the willingness to continue to learn and to to keep growing is is the, the one of the key things
0: for, for me. And, and that's what I personally believe. Yeah, I totally agree. I absolutely agree. I actually started <laughs> a LinkedIn post um, about, it was triggered by somebody else in on Facebook, basically, you know, what are the top three entrepreneurial qualities? And there was, you know, and people would come up with this huge list of like, and it was and in, in the end, it was like, this is top 40. And, um, yeah, and yeah, there was courage at the top, but, um, definitely resilience and patience were right up there as well. Yeah, that's for sure. Actually, let me ask you, you were saying that something that I've heard the other day as well, um, actually on that same post where somebody says, well, well, don't call yourself an entrepreneur. What would you call yourself?
1: I would just call myself a business owner. Mm. There's... There's, there's probably a subtle definition. I think a bus, uh, an entrepreneur is always kind of looking for uh, opportunities. To, to me, an entrepreneur is someone that, that sees an idea and sees a gap and, and connects those two things. A lot of the majority of us, we just start a business. So starting a business, is, is to me, is not an entrepreneur. It's just you've got a cafe or you've got a, a SaaS software as a service or we do something that's, that's kind of kind of mainstream almost uh so i think there's a subtle difference maybe it's just uh, to, to some people it's just a label to, to be honest i think we can get hung up on labels and and they can kind of define us so sometimes they you then wrap your belief system around yes i'm an entrepreneur or no i'm not so sometimes that the label is just immaterial to, to who you are and what you do yeah true true i
0: agree i mean it's always that that uh, especially you know on the on the on the LinkedIn, whatever, you know, every time they have, there's like short space and everybody tries this to kind of express in three words what they do, you know, and always gets, you see, it keeps changing because there's always that like, it's difficult to rein that in. So on your masterminds, who's on there? Well, I actually teach people how to, to, to
1: run masterminds. So, uh, that's the, that's the business model. It, okay. it, it's really just figuring out those people that are already really good at what they do. And, and you talk about passion, I talk about obsession, really good at what they do, but they haven't realized that, again, and it's, it's talking to other people and it's being around other smart, savvy people that go, well, have you thought of this and why aren't you doing that? And that ability to go from one to one to one to many. And I call it a different ROI. I call it a return on intellect. I sit there and say, okay, I've got all this experience, all this knowledge, I'm great at what I do. But I'm kind of sort of stuck or I've been commoditized or now, you know, 10 years ago, there was there was me and two others. Now there's 20 people all saying the same thing and and people feel like they've sometimes been commoditized. And what they don't tend to realize is sometimes their their expertise in 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 how they do something is more valuable than them actually technically doing that. Uh, And that's not for everybody, but. It is that, that, that idea and that growth mindset is that, okay, well, I can actually teach people what I know. I've, I've spent 10, 15 years in this space. I've got all this knowledge, all this experience. Um, as I said, sometimes that is more valuable than you actually doing something because you've got this whole wealth of knowledge that people will pay you for and you can, you can teach the next generation of people coming through. You've got all that experience and, and it's a valuable asset that people just sometimes just don't realize.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely, definitely see that. So, would it be mostly coaches, or are there also people from totally different industries who are ah, all start, all sorts start of industries?
1: Yeah, I was I was talking to to uh, a new client a few weeks ago, and he's got a digital agency, and he only works thirty hours a week, and he doesn't even do the work. He's got outsources, and I think even his clients know. So he has six clients. He, he, he max works maximum 30 hours a week, and most of that is on yeah. coffee chats and doing other stuff, and he speaks, his, he speaks to his outsourced people half an hour, twice a week. Everything else is just systemized out the wazoo. And then he's, he was talking to – I had this conversation with him, and then he's like, yeah, I, I want to know more. I should be teaching this. And then had a conversation a week later with another digital agency that said, I work uh, twice as long as you, and I make half the money. He's <laughs> like, tell me, what, how do you do that? So everything from, I have another client who is uh, a female tradie. She's been a painter for 20 years. So she has all this knowledge of um, females working in the trade industry and, and wants to teach the next generation coming through as it's becoming far more prevalent to, to, for them to, to figure out their place in a predominantly male-dominated world and give them that shortcut. So... Whenever you've got any kind of shortcut or expertise and other people are coming through into your industry or your niche, the idea is that you can potentially teach them and and lead and become that authority in your in your market.
0: Yeah, that makes makes all the sense in the world. Actually for me, it's even what started Me in that in that direction. I started off like, you know, oh, let's start a sewing business. Like, how hard can it be? You know, need just to find somebody who buys my my stuff, you know, and as you can imagine, um, yeah, it wasn't quite as straightforward. And the the desire to even become a coach and came out of that, you know, to say, well, okay, what I've been through in the last 15 years, you know, that can that can save somebody else a lot of, you know running around in circles and basically giving them a straighter path to 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 where they want to go yeah and i found yep. groups also really really powerful and i was hesitant because i i ran my first one a couple of years ago and i was hesitant because the ladies in my facebook group and that you know the ones that turn that hobby into a business they're often not really into you know, often quite introverts and don't you know? And I thought, we'll mm, see. But they'll show up to the group calls. They love it for the yeah. for that reason that you say. You know, it's it is like it does get lonely, and you sort of sort of stir in your own pot the whole time. And it is really really helpful to get other people's insights.
1: And now more than ever, we are at this point where. Innovation is happening. So, so fast. I remember when I started my first business for 14, 15 years ago for the first few years, I had virtually no competition. And then a couple of people came in. Now you don't get five, six years before someone else tries to replicate what you do or, you know, these people were taking my wording from the website word for word and copying, you know, everything. And, and then all of a sudden you're going, well, I just sound like a me too. Or how do they know that I'm so much better? How do they know that I've got all this different experience and, and what have you? So you, your window of opportunity of being, having a USP or being a little different is far narrower. And at the same time, with all this innovation, when you're talking about funnels, CRMs, you're talking about all these other things that are happening, how do you stay across all of those as well as trying to think big picture, high-level what you know? Finding out that someone else has done something that you never even thought of, coursifying it, or, or a mastermind, or or writing a book—all those things you only get those by really speaking to people in in these kind of close-knit groups. Otherwise, you just you just an echo chamber in your own sort of mind, going, "Well, it'd be nice if I got two new clients." And then someone else says, "Well, actually, uh, you can 10x." Or I, I hate to use the word "10x" because everyone uses it and it's a bit bullshit, to be honest. But <laughs> you know, you you can play at a bigger level just by hanging around people that go, "This is what I did. I'm no different to you, but I just decided to play at a bigger level." And when I can, I can extrapolate that this out into something bigger than just thinking small.
0: Yes, the expanding what we can see as possible. I think that's huge.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. And you can't get that from a Facebook post and you can't get that from um, somebody on LinkedIn saying, hey, I, you, you can 10x your business. You, you, you need to, to speak to, to other people that, have, that are a step or two ahead of you or done something different that you haven't, or got a different perspective, and, and really kind of connect with them. And, and the other thing I say about masterminds is that you get context over content we're overwhelmed with content now it's everywhere it's cheap it's free it's been given away it's been commoditized so you want to know how to do something in theory you can spend um, the next 6-12 months looking at more information is that right for me I don't know sounds good but sounds too good to be true and you don't get to disseminate that into something that is really valuable which is other people saying look I know you I like you I trust you uh, this is my perspective on that, and this is what I did,
0: this specifically. And you go, well, great, I can see how that works. Yeah. And the trust, I think, is also a huge factor there because you know how you often see on, on when you sort of, some, somewhere you join a Facebook group and first thing is, what's your biggest challenge with whatever, you know? And you think, well, mm, you know, like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, it's, it requires trust for people to even open up. And share the yep. challenges, and I think these sort of small, knit, intimate groups are really, really a great, you know, are great for that, because it is that where you know each other, and and people start to open up. Because there's also so much, you know, this whole online world where you have where people feel they have to present this impeccable facade. You know, you can't, you know, so it, it's actually even and. As you said before, you know, when you only have your partner to listen to you, you know, your partner is, is often not the best person to, to take all that and you know give you the the breakthrough you might need. It, it could be, but I think it's a bit a, a lot a lot to ask from a partner, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's highly unlikely that they're going to be the the growth engine that you you really need, uh, especially as you know she was in corporate, so it's it's just not the same the same thing, and, and it's different challenges. Um, so you know anybody that's anybody that really kind of wants to to be that person that can can be a leader that can can create authority that can create legacy and can build something bigger. Um, I believe the the fastest way to do that and the the Easiest way to do it is is a mastermind. Sure, later you can courseify it. Um, you can write your book. You can do your do, do your workshops. All of those things. But the, the mastermind is that very first one to many model where you can say, "I haven't got to spend six months building this program. I can iterate on the fly." It's more about the people within the group. And and yes, it can be content led, but you don't have to to build it all the very first time. You just you get that group together, you say this is what we're gonna we're gonna learn, or you double check with them. And um, one of the things that I and I teach is that the very first thing you do is okay, you're an expert, you've got 10, 15 years experience, whatever it is, the first thing you do is you go to your group and you find out what they want to learn, not what you want to teach. Yes. Because it's the same as starting a new business. People go, I've got this great idea, and you go, Well, did you speak to five other people that needed that? And you go, No, but it's a great idea, and then you build something and you find out people don't want it.
0: So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, (laughs) done that, done that with with a very funny, like a a doggy bag subscription service that I still think is a great idea, but (laughs) no one wanted it. It was like, yeah, lesson learned the hard way. It's so true though, because it's difficult to let go of that, especially when you have the 10, 15 year experience, like you've got that sense, like you know what would be helpful for people. You know, and it's easy to miss that part that if you don't connect to where they are right now, and yeah. what they see as a problem, you can talk all you want. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work.
1: And sometimes it's a question of um, selling them what they want and giving them what they need. And mm-hmm. and again, one of the key things about the the masterminds is the accountability, is just showing up, of, of showing up regularly at these meetings, and and having major commitment to do the work. So so when I take people through this. Um, eight sessions to, to create their minimal viable offer and have their mastermind at the end of eight weeks. It's showing up every week It's not there. Oh, well, you know life got in the way and 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 I, and I didn't do the work uh, Which which we do on our own I myself included I've got a to-do list today and and one of them didn't get done and, and I can make all the excuses in the world but when you're committing to other people that accountability is is one the the kind of secret source of, of a mastermind that you're showing up and and you've you're supposed to have done some some work or some commitment with other people and then the next session you turn up and and you've got to um, kind of level up and say yeah I've done that so it keeps you keeps you on track which again in your own sort of thought bubbles and stuff what what I find and myself included we're really good at making commitments to our clients you know deadlines that all gets done. And we're good at committing to our family, friends, and often we are terrible at, at keeping the, the accountability and the commitment ourselves. It seems to be the first thing to go. So it's easier to just jump on Facebook than and get the hard stuff done of cold calling 10 people or, or doing a video presentation, which I was supposed to do today. So, you know, uh, it, it
0: happens. It really does. Yeah. I mean, we're all human. And so, are you part of a mastermind your, yourself then?
1: yes i'm constantly in in kind of different masterminds um, Some of them are better than others it's It's a bit of trial and error it's the same as hiring a coach. You would know that and um, sometimes you're just not a great fit and and you kind of don't know that until you go into it so it's you 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 sort of have to at some stage make that investment in invest in a coach in invest in a program invest in in, in a mastermind uh, invest in starting your own mastermind. And, and you don't really know until you, you, you're you involved in it. So you could have all these lofty ideas or you could have all these doubts and fears or it sounds good on, on paper or it sounds good in the, the marketing copy. Uh, but at some stage, the only way you kind of know is is either recommendations for other people, oh, this was really good, or at some stage, you've got to kind of take the plunge and just sort of get in there. So, you know, a couple of masterminds are in were, were, were got to be honest, they were, they were terrible. Uh, and <laughs> others were um it wasn't anywhere near my definition of a of a mastermind it was really expensive and then it, what it, the weekly call was somebody preaching to you 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 didn't even get a chance to 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 meet it was like a it was a it wasn't even a zoom call so you didn't even see other people's faces you just got on go to webinar audio call oh. uh where the where the person was preaching from the pulpit uh, there was no interaction with the other groups. There was no accountability of next week you 're doing this have you done so and so so it was it was it was awful but i 've also been other ones where where and i 've created them myself where you you get people that will will message outside of the group which will um, arrange to meet each other and become accountability partners and and really sort of inspire and push each other to to achieve more and and say look i, I know you 're struggling with this, I can help you or you know what do you need from me? It's that service mentality, and it's how you know if you're a really good fit for a for a mastermind. Are you really prepared to to lead a group, uh, but also create and foster that that tribe mentality, that group coming together and and seeing other people grow as well. And and this is something that is is hard for people. We see other people's success, and and, and I'm talking from my own personal view here. And there have been times when I've sort of early in my journey and probably even four or five years ago before I went to masterminds, you'd see other people's success and go, oh, why isn't that me? And because, as you said, on, on social media, everyone's always, always a highlights reel, right? There aren't all the other people that are kind of struggling and haven't kind have, of have got there or they've had their real ups and downs. Uh, but you really have to be that person that says, you know, I, I, I love seeing other people succeed. And and that's that was been a big shift for me about five six years ago, uh, and it's really kind of helped me have more empathy for other people that aren't quite there or don't know what I know or even the ones that are ahead of me. Uh, they go, you know, good on you, well done, congratulations. I'm really genuinely pleased for your success. Not thinking, well, why am I
0: that level? Yeah, does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And I I think I remember hearing. Yeah, because there's often like when when, when we are trying to get somewhere and then somebody else seems to be kind of cruising there or seems to be getting there or have gotten there so much easier, there's this, you know, and I can't even remember where I heard it, but that really shifted things for me was to say, well, okay, if somebody is, is ahead of you and got there, you know, faster, easier, whatever, that just shows it's possible for you too. You know, and yeah. I th- like that for me was like, oh yeah, I really love that. That allows being generally proud of somebody else and and happy for their success when it doesn't when you don't make it mean something about you. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and also, yeah. we never know what struggles they have or had or whatever. You know, so we only see what we see.
1: No, exactly, and it's not. There's no hard and fast rule. There's there's no magic formula. Despite what you hear all the time on the internet, as I said, seven easy steps, and you know the secret, blah blah blah. There is no secret. It's just stuff you don't know, and it's it really is about finding your own path, your own your own journey, and it, and every single person will be different, will be unique, and it's just finding what's what's authentic, what's true to you, and and finding a, a way that, that will work for you. And if something hasn't worked, it just means that um, you need to learn more. You need to connect with someone else. You need to to, to keep going. And I, I love the quote from Jim Rohn that says, um, don't wish things were easier, wish you were better. Yes. And and he, he also, I mean, he he embodies the mastermind philosophy because he says that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And when I first heard that, it, 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 sounds, it sounds like a bit of a put down and it sounds a little bit like you're um, having negative thoughts about your family, your friends and those people around you. But, you know, smokers hang around together and, and, and skateboarders hang around together. So you, if, if you want to be attracted to, to kind of like-minded people, you've got to find them in those groups and, and intentionally – work with them, whether they're a level ahead of you or you're the leader in that mastermind and people are just below you and, and, and you're bringing them up to your level, it's the only way you can do it because otherwise you just don't know what you don't know and as I said, we talked about it earlier, you just don't get those insights and stuff if you're hanging around your your friends and your relatives who either say, well, you should really have a job or um, don't understand what you do, which is what my mum said for years or they just not... I still doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. And and just put you at that different that different level around around those people and 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 truly putting a price on that for for a mastermind. So if you join a if you run your own mastermind and you charge uh, something quite low, maybe two hundred dollars. I've I've been ones at three thousand dollars. I've seen them. Um, Russell Brunson's twenty five thousand. Jay Abraham, I think, is fifty something. You know, you need to be at that level anyway. But for, for two hundred dollars a month, um, if you want to run your own mastermind and get six of the people and twelve hundred dollars a month and you're leading them and and you're sharing that knowledge, wisdom, experience, and you're putting them to a position where in it won't happen overnight because nothing does, but in six, twelve months, they've seen that business growth and and you know, and they can have that growth for the next five years because you've imparted that wisdom on them. You know, that's a that's a really cheap option compared to spending all day on the internet going, I haven't figured this out. Let me type in how do I grow my business <laughs> or let me let me consume all this free content from people
0: that that um, has no context. Yeah, and it's so true. Because, and that is not taken into account, or not putting a value on the time. When you know, I'm I'm guilty as charged. Like I'm the first one to always want to know everything, and really had to learn when when it's time to reach out and get some help to get you know other than spending all my time on you know. Doing something, yeah, it makes all the sense yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. So where can I, mean, I get up, go to find you? Sorry, what you were you about to
1: say? I didn't want to cut you off. I, I one sort of final point on that. I, I I've got a couple of lead magnets on on my website, and, and I'm not a huge fan of of putting them up there. But I can't. In this world, if you're only getting sort of three or four percent conversion rate, and people just forget about you, you, you you've almost kind of got to put them up. And then I see people put a put a fake email address, and and I figure, well. If you don't have the confidence and, and to, to to leave a real email address, um, you're never going to be my client anyway. I, it, it doesn't matter because you just don't have the mindset to say, well, um, I want this information that you're giving me. It's on. It might be on. Um, I got a couple just on how to mastermind. So it's agendas or it's getting the hot seat or all, all these all these cool tools that will help you improve your mastermind. And then they put you know aaa@aol.com at AOL.com it's like well you you don't have the mindset to ever to, to a be my client or in my opinion it says something about you that you're not you're not prepared mm-hmm. to give a, a real email address because you want the free information but you'll probably never do anything with it because you just don't have that you've got that scarcity
0: mindset yeah for sure for sure so so where can people go to leave the real email <laughs> address <laughs> where, where can they go to find out more about you and and um get in touch with you and see what you're up to
1: well the website is ecountability.io so it's a play on words from accountability it's got an e in front of it it's.io so i'm quite hard to find uh i'm offering four free sessions to teach people with a mastermind so if they're really thinking they've listened to this show i'm not quite sure when it goes out this will probably only be for a couple more months but if they were thinking like i I'm I'm an expert. I really should be leading people and becoming that authority and and I'm interested in the mastermind. Um, They can sign up on the site and they they can get four free sessions to kind of walk them through. And and it's that, you know, try before you buy and see if it's a good fit for them. So that's the best place to find me. I'm also very active on LinkedIn. It's just Ronan Leonard. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I like to sort of post a lot of content, share the people's comments. So I'm very active
0: on LinkedIn. So they're probably the two best places to find me. That's fabulous, thank you. I'll put them in the show notes anyway, so people can just, you know, make. Well, we'll make it as easy as possible to, to, for them to find you. Well, thank you so much. That there was so much in there. I'm actually really looking forward to to listening again. And uh, thank yeah, thanks so much for coming and sharing your incredible, incredible journey.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate
0: it. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. And I'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Passion Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one.